Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, are you, are you grateful? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's better to be grateful than a grumbler. Come on now. Look at your neighbor and say, he needs to say that again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, let's see. Where are we going today? Well, let's go to Colossians. Let's do that real, real quick, or maybe not so quick, but let's go there. Colossians chapter 3, please. Well, praise the Lord. What a good God. Amen. Did you come to receive? Hallelujah. What happens when you come to receive? You receive. You go home with something. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Colossians, uh, well, let's see. Colossians 3, verse 17. Now, what I'm going to do first, just lay a little groundwork. Pretty much any time I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, giving thanks or thanksgiving or being grateful, I'm going to kind of lay a little groundwork in the beginning. And and uh, But um, i got some things I want to touch on today. But I feel like if I don't lay the groundwork, then uh, it doesn't have the effect it should. So uh, verse 17 says, whatever you do in word or deed, in other words, in what you say, your actions, amen, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. A lot would change if you did everything in the, you know, in the name of the Lord. I mean, no, that to be true, amen. But it says here, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Giving thanks. Everybody say, giving thanks. Amen. The uh, message translation of this verse says, uh, thanking God the Father every step of the way. I like that. Thanking God the Father every step of the way. Amen. How many know it's, it's better to be thankful? I said it's better to be thankful. Amen. Than a grumbler. Amen. We've seen through Scripture, you know, Old Covenant, New Covenant. Amen. That it doesn't pay to be a grumbler. Smile real big to your neighbor. Don't say nothing. Just smile at him. Amen. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't pay to be a grumbler because it just, it just never pays out, pays out good dividends. So uh, it's better to be a thankful person. Praise God. And it says, thanking God the Father uh, uh, through him. Praise God. Through Christ. Amen. So thanking God the Father every step of the way, the message translation says. Now let's just define it a little bit. Here was talking about the giving of thanks. It means to express gratitude. Everybody say express. Yeah. To express gratitude. Amen. A lot of people say, well, I got a, I got a praise in my heart or I'm thankful in my heart. Well, we're talking about getting it out of your heart and get it out here in some action. Come on, somebody. In word and action. Amen. So to express gratitude, to speak praise, it also uses. Uh, it also defines it as to confess adoration and appreciation. All right. Well, so anyway, the word appreciate. You know, uh, means to esteem or recognize or recognition, to acknowledge. It uses words like valuation, in other words, to, to, to place a higher value on something. Amen. Admiration, one of those words. It also means this. I thought it was worthy of bringing out. It means an insight or to see something, okay? So somebody that has an appreciation or thankful or the giving of thanks. We're talking about, of course, giving God thanks here in this text. Amen. How many know you're, uh, you're, you're looking for the opportunity to see, amen, how good God is? You're looking for things to give praise for, things to be thankful for. Amen. So you, you have the choice of what you're going to focus on. Now, we're not denying the existence of a lot of negatives out there. We're not denying the existence of, of a lot of mess that might go on. We're not denying the existence 
of some of that junk that the world tries to push on you. We're not denying the existence that we have an enemy uh, and all of his cohorts are trying to mess with your day. We're not denying any of that, but what we are denying is its right to control us and dictate to us. One sure way to keep yourself in check is to be a praiser, to be a thankful person, to be a person of gratitude, praise God, learning to look up, praise God, and give thanks. A couple weeks ago, uh, talked some things about prayer, just some the basic things, just basic fundamentals of prayer and uh, basic you know, components of prayer and things. And one of those things that I touched on, and I believe with all my heart, this has been real to me for about 30 years now, uh, about the fact that, man, the best way uh, to, get, uh, to get presence in your, uh, in your time of prayer is to start off just being thankful. Just start honoring Him for who He is and be thankful. Amen. It sets the stage. And we're gonna, I'm going to kind of get a little ahead of myself here a little bit, but it just it sets the stage. Amen. It puts you in a right frame of mind. Amen. If anything to it, even kind of engages your faith a little bit. If you're going to go to prayer, you might as well have your faith engaged so you can get some results. Amen. But if you go to prayer and you're just grumbling all the time, and uh, you know uh, what happens is usually your, uh, your faith has been uh, somehow or another limited. And I'll just kind of say it at that and leave it at that, and then some of this will make sense as we kind of get into this today. Uh, but the idea is, amen, that if we will start our time with God every day, in a place of thanksgiving and all through the day, praise God. Learn to give God thanks for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's about to do. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. As I said earlier, your mouth, uh, you know, you have jurisdiction over your mouth. See, your mouth is under your authority. And what you do with your mouth is, is based on what you choose to do with your mouth. Now, you can grumble or you can be thankful. Looked at your neighbor and said, it's better to be thankful. Somebody even says it helps your face better. I don't know. Grumblers kind of have their face. Anyway, I'll leave that alone. But anyway, the bottom line is, praise God, it helps us all the way around. Amen. To be a little bit more thankful than to be a grumbler. Can I hear a bigger amen? Nobody wants to cruise around in a wilderness for 40 years. Children of Israel ended up cruising in a wilderness because they couldn't keep their mouth shut about the area of grumbling. So they grumbled, and they thought just by going to their tents and doing it in their tents, it was okay. They thought, King's X, I'm in my tent. But how many know it didn't, get, didn't, do, didn't do them good? So they ended up wandering around a wilderness for 40 years as a result of it. Well, praise God, I want you to walk in the blessing and not the wilderness. Well, anyway, praise God. Let's, since we're in the book of Colossians, praise God, let's back up here chapter 1. And I kind of just, you know, when I'm talking about this, it's just worthy of looking at here. Verse 12, kind of coming in the middle of a statement here, but he says this, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. Everybody say, has qualified. How many know you have been qualified? How many know the price has been paid? And when you receive Jesus as your Lord, praise God, hallelujah, you were accepted. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, praise the Lord, even you. We were accepted when we made Jesus Lord of our life. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're, how many know he's in love with you? Amen. Praise God. And how many know you've been qualified, amen, to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in the light? 
Amen. A mouthful there, but the bottom line is just saying this, that everything everybody's walked in under this, you know, that you see in here is all available to you and me. Because you made the decision to, amen, to, uh, uh, to make Jesus Lord of your life. Amen. But the word says to be thankful about it. Now, it's past tense. It's already been done. So the point I'm trying to make with this verse is to show you that there are things that have happened in yesterday, yesteryear, you can be thankful for. If anything, the fact that you're not hell-bound. Smile real big at your neighbor say, praise the Lord. You're not hell-bound. You're now heaven-bound because you made Jesus Lord of your life. Amen. You got the Spirit of God as the helper. Amen. The standby, praise God, the comforter. You got the Word of God. You've got all the promises of God. Amen. All these things that have been done because the price was paid and because somewhere in the past here you made Jesus Lord of your life. You have a reason to be thankful. How many are still breathing? About four of you. The rest of you that are holding your breath, let's try this again. How many are breathing in the house today? I know, I know. Just for that alone, praise the Lord. Like one guy says, I'm grateful I'm six foot up over instead of six foot under. Okay, whatever. But anyway, the point is, praise God, we have a lot to be thankful for. Amen. Chapter 2 and verse 6 and 7, it says this, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving, praise God. Amen. Again, with thanksgiving. This is talking about what God's doing in you right now. God's working on you right now. Aren't you grateful God isn't done with you? I said, aren't you grateful God isn't done with you? Hallelujah. God's still working on you. God's still doing things, praise God. And the more you lean into Him, the more He adjusts and changes, praise God. How many know you can be thankful that God is still working on you right now? Amen. There's great things happening in your life. The Word says this, amen, that uh, uh, the good work that He began, He will finish, praise God. Amen. So that means that from the time that it started to the time that it ends, praise God, He must be working on you somewhere right here, right in the middle. You have a reason to be thankful, not only for what He has done, but for what He is doing. In chapter 4, verse 2, it says this, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with Thanksgiving, And then he goes on to say this in verse 3. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains. Now the point I read that is because he's saying being thankful, amen, for what he is about to do. So my point with this is that we always have something to be thankful for. Somebody says, Pastor, you just don't know what I'm going through. Well, I may not. Or you might be surprised what I do know. But the bottom line is this. No matter what you're dealing with, what you're going through, no matter what has happened or what you think might happen, I want you to know you always have a reason to still give thanks. Because it's always better to be having thanksgiving coming out your mouth, come on, than grumbling. It's better to have, amen, some thanks coming out your mouth instead of some doubt and unbelief. Do you know you can only have one or the other coming out your mouth? Are you with me? Amen. Do you notice it's the giving of thanks and it isn't God taking thanks? God isn't going to make you be thankful. You've got to give thanksgiving. Well, anyway, it's just a thought. All right? All right. Turn on me, if you will, to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. 
We always have something to be thankful for. In fact, the scripture says, "Be uh, thanks be to God who always gives us the victory. Amen. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that again is talking about things ahead. God's leading you toward triumph. God's going to give you the victory. Praise God. We have a victory in him. The point is, is that we always have something to be thankful for. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, in everything... This is verse 18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything. Didn't say for everything. Because there are some things going on. We're not going to give the enemy any. Come on, right? But it says, in the midst of everything, in everything, learn to be thankful. Give thanks. And it says this, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Are you still with me? How many would like to, to know you're in the will of God? All four of you. Let's try that again. Anybody in here like to know they're in the will of God? Yeah. Amen. Somebody says, I just don't know if I'm in the will of God or not. Well, I tell you what, here's a good way to do that. Just start giving God thanks. And that will instantly put you in the will of God. I'm just saying. Well, Pastor, I, I'm talking about, no, no, listen, if you will get here, and you begin to do this, you'd be amazed how much other stuff, how much of the, uh, the stuff that's trying to pollute and muddy the waters, how much of that will go by the wayside, how much of the doubt and unbelief will go by the wayside. All of a sudden, it's like things begin to open up, and all of a sudden, praise God, more stuff becomes more and more clear every moment. But it starts with being thankful. It's key. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's look at another one here. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13, please. Are you with me? Hallelujah. I know I'm kind of cruising here, but I got to get somewhere today. So, amen. And I'm talking about in the message. Well, some of you just right there had this thought, oh, good, he's going to cut out early today. No, 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 ain't happening. All right. Anyway, Hebrews chapter 13, amen. Hallelujah. Verse 15 and 16, please, says this, therefore... Uh, by, uh, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. And he explains, what is that? Well, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good, in other words, to benefit others, help others, and to share. For with such, here we go, with such sacrifices, plural, God is well pleased. And it starts with your thanksgiving. Amen. Doing good and sharing also is involved in there. But he's talking about thanksgiving, getting your mouth doing the right thing. Look at your neighbor and say, get your mouth doing the right thing. Praise God. Amen. How many know your mouth can, can, uh, can be, uh, you know, part of our problem or it can be part of the solution? It's not the only thing, but, but I'm just telling you, if you can get your mouth working for you, life gets a lot better. All right? And it starts with some praise, with some thanksgiving. Amen. I'm, I went ahead and threw these down kind of last second, but put uh, Psalms 95 up there, if you will, verse 2, please. And it just says this, let us come before his presence. This is kind of key with something I'm going to get to today. But let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Amen. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. As I said earlier, that was one of the things that became a revelation to me is how, how important it is to give thanks. It's amazing how quick you can get into the presence of God just by starting to give heartfelt, earnest, heartfelt thanksgiving. Amen. 
not just a bunch of lip service, but we're talking about literally stopping and giving God thanks for, amen, for what he's done, for what he's doing, and, and even by faith for what he's about to do, praise God. See, there are things maybe you're believing for, things that you're standing on the promises of God for. Well, I'll tell you what, praise God, part of getting your faith engaged is about giving him thanks for it. Even though you don't see it yet, you give God thanks for it. Come on. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Come on now. So even though you don't see it, you can have your faith engaged to bring that thing to pass. And one of those ways, one of those ways, one of those ways is by giving him thanks. By faith. Amen. For what you're believing for. So whether we got things to believe or things to give thanks for as far as what he's done, what he's doing, and also for what he's about to do, praise God. So, in, uh, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let's put uh, Psalms 100, verse 4. Uh, this one we might actually come back maybe and look at here a little later here. But it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Everybody say gates. I mean, oh, God has gates. Scriptures talk about his gates. The scriptures talk about other gates. Okay, there's the there's, uh, gates of heaven, there's gates of hell. Uh, it says, but if you're going to enter into his gates, you're going to do it with thanksgiving. So I kind of what happens when, when you don't have thanks. I don't know. Anyway, I wonder what other gates you go in. But anyway, we'll leave that alone for the moment. And it says, and into his courts, everybody say courts, with praise. That literally just means uh, an expression of adoration. Okay, so again, it's a, it's a form of another way of expressing gratitude toward God, amen, and into his courts. It just means courtyard. It refers to an environment, the atmosphere of God, amen, into his gates and into his courtyard, amen. How are you going to do it? Well, thanksgiving is how you get in there, praise God. In fact, well, one of the, I'm not sure which one, I think it's the message translation. Uh, it might be the passion, but I was thinking it was the message translation. It says, uh, you know, we enter in by saying thank you. Amen. I thought that was kind of cool. Amen. So with the words, thank you, is how you enter in, praise God. It goes on to say, be thankful to him and bless his name. Well, pastor, you know, I got, I got things happening. I believe God for something, and, and, and it hasn't happened. Well, it's better to be thankful than to be, you know, uh, you know offended. Come on. Are you with me? Sometimes, you know, sometimes the thing that holds things up is we get, our, we get somehow things didn't happen the way we thought or on the timing that we wanted. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we get bummed, we get mad, well, it didn't happen like I thought. Well, I tell you what, you getting mad and upset and grumbly and, and offended at God, it sure as heck ain't going to bring it any quicker. So it's better for you just to get thankful and stay in a place of thanksgiving and let God begin to talk to you like Trude even brought out today about Deuteronomy. One of the big, big keys about Deuteronomy 28 is God is always talking to you about all kinds of things. That isn't just talking about money. It's all kinds of areas that God begins to talk to you about, lead you in. Jesus said this. He said, I do nothing unless I see the Father do it. I say nothing unless I hear the Father say it. So what he's saying is this, when God begins to talk to me and show me things, that's what I do. I don't waste my time on all the things, any other thing. I do that. And it always becomes, it's always successful. 
That's why many times we, when we talk about this, we bring out, there are many times when Jesus, maybe the word says he healed all that were there. And then there were times he walked right into a situation, ministered to one person, walked right back out, even though there's sick people everywhere. He always did what he saw the Father show him, and he always said what he heard the Father say. Now that same thing's for you and me. If we remain obedient, amen, a willing obedience to the things that God shows us, says to us, asks of us, praise God, I guarantee you, amen, you'll see more of the blessing manifest in your life. Can I hear a big amen? Now, one of those things that gets you in that, in, in that atmosphere is a thing of thanksgiving, praise God. Being thankful. All right, enough said. Y'all with me? Whew. Wow, I felt like I just kind of... All right. Luke 17, please. Luke 17. Luke 17. <clears throat> Many times when we talk about gratitude or thanksgiving, this is going to come up. And, uh, but the Spirit of God was talking to me about some of this, kind of showed me some things that, you know, a lot of times you kind of just speed through it and you kind of get a, you know, a basic understanding of what he's talking about. But a lot of times we miss some of it. And this is uh, verse 11 of chapter 17 of Luke. Are you all with me? All right, here we go. It says, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem. This is Jesus now. As he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Okay. Then as he entered a certain village, okay, there met him ten men. Everybody say ten men. Okay. Now, you all know that if he mentions something, there's a reason he mentions it, right? I don't think he wastes words, personally. Okay? And so it says that there were ten men who were lepers. So obviously, um, you know, it says here they, who stood afar off. And the reason they stand afar off is because of the disease. They're not allowed to intermingle with the public. And obviously he's coming into the village. What happens, he, he walked fairly close and walked by, amen, the uh, leper colony. Okay? There's usually at that particular time, uh, leprosy was one of those diseases that was there. It was very contagious, and uh, it was a disease that basically uh, ate away at your flesh. Usually if you had leprosy, your skin would turn white, and then it would begin to eat away at your flesh. Uh, at times it would begin to eat away at your appendages, like your, your fingers, your toes, your ears, your nose, things like that. It would begin to eat away at your flesh. It's a pretty disgusting disease, really. And so when somebody was found with leprosy, they instantly would dismiss them out of the village, out of the city, community, whatever, and they would, they would have to go to uh, the colony outside, you know, whether the caves, whatever it is outside, depending on which community, which, which uh, city or whatever, but they had a place out there where those with leprosy could go. And for the most part, probably most of them just died there. Okay? But at occasion, on occasion, maybe some, maybe the disease would uh, run its course or somehow and, and they'd be uh, you know, able to be let back into society, okay? Maybe not often, but it, I guess, no, could happen. Okay, so we'll leave it at that. All right, so let's go here. It said ten men. Everybody say ten men. Ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. Okay, verse 13, please. And they lifted up their voices. You notice all of them did. It said they, so the ten men lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, obviously, somewhere along the line, they knew who they were talking to. So that's, that's, a, that's, a, you know, that's a point for them. 
right? Come on. They knew who they were talking to. And obviously, there was a, there was a, a measure of faith that they released. Amen. They said they, they, they knew that, that if, if, he, if, he, if he could or if he, if he would or if he, you know, if he had the ability to do it, and he somehow or another, amen, would have mercy on us. Maybe we could be healed or delivered. Okay? So just, I mean, we're just saying we've got to give him kudos for that because somehow or another they understood <clears throat> that he's the man. If something's going to happen, it'd probably be through that guy right there. Are you with me? So somewhere along the line they heard something. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So somewhere along the line they heard of this this Jesus fella, hello, amen, they called him master, so they understood, they had some kind of understanding that he's from above, amen, and they're asking now that he would have mercy on them, because they knew somehow or another, they knew there were, the talk was that the man did miracles, signs, and wonders. Are we all on the same page? Somebody says, well, pastor, you're taking a little bit of time with this. I know. Thank you. Verse 14. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Okay, first, okay, when he told them to go show yourself to the priest, uh, they understood what he meant. Because the only way they're going to get back into society is they have to have the, uh, they have to have the go-ahead by the priest. The priest has to basically look at them and then verify, okay, that disease has ran its course or whatever. Okay, you're welcome now to go back into society. You're welcome to go back to your homes, your families, whatever. Are you with me? So when Jesus said, okay, see, he saw them and obviously heard them and obviously they had enough confidence or assurance or faith in him, he said, okay, go show yourself to the priest. And obviously they had some faith to do that. Now, I know I'm kind of hanging there, but this will make sense as we get into this. So they obviously had some faith because they went then, and the word says, as they went, everybody say they went. So as they went, so he said, go show yourself to the priest. They went, whoo. All right, so they just started, got, left the colony, come on, heading into town, got up on the street. And as they went, they noticed that they were cleansed. Now, the word cleansed, okay, let's give some definition on that. The word cleansed here just means to make clean, purge, or purify. So what happened was the, the coloriz- colorization of their skin changed. In fact, we know some if you go like back into uh, like Second Kings, for for instance, uh, talking about leprosy and how uh, somebody that's clean from leprosy, uh, their skin changes back to normal color. Come on, those that get leprosy, it goes white. Just through some study, you can find some information on some of this disease, how disgusting it is. But they obviously see it's noticeable. Anybody that's got leprosy, it's very noticeable. So as they went into town, they noticed it stopped. Okay, whether they saw their arms or hands, whatever, maybe they could feel it. Okay, but as they went, they, as they went, as they went, 
They followed orders. As they went, they were cleansed. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Woo! Verse 15. And one of them, everybody say, one of them. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, so here it even says he saw it. Okay, he saw that he was healed. He returned and with a loud voice glorified God. It means to give, give glory or adoration again. It's all about, all about uh, appreciation here. Okay, so with a, he, it said he returned and with a loud voice glorified God. Verse 16, hallelujah, and fell down on his face at Jesus' feet here, giving him thanks. Remember, say giving thanks. Jesus didn't require him to do it. So the man came back and did it, and the word said he was a Samaritan. He wasn't even, he wasn't even Israelite. He's a Samaritan. Okay. Huh. Well, let's see here. Some of the other translations, I don't know, I don't know if I gave them back there, but one says he was shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. Amen. Uh, he couldn't thank him enough. I think that was the message translation. It says he couldn't thank him enough. So in other words, there's an expression. Are you getting this? Okay. He fell, fell down on his face, give, praising him, amen, giving him thanks. Okay. He was very expressive about it. Okay. The Passion Translation says that when he found Jesus, he fell down on his feet, thanking him over and over and over again. I think the Amplified kind of says the same thing. The point being made is this man was very expressive. Nobody standing there is going to say, What's up? They're going to know. He's grateful. He's thankful. Amen. Because of the fact he's been cleansed, he can be let back into society. He's not going to die out there in some camp. Verse 17, please. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? I better come back to that one. Let's do verse 18. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? He specifies again, this one was a foreigner. He doesn't say something unless there's a point. Even the foreigner got it. Okay, verse 19. And he said to him, arise, go your way. Now he's not telling him to go to the priest. Go your way, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith has made you well. That word well, sozo, S-O-Z-O, it's a a Greek word that means uh, total healing, deliverance, the full meal deal, I always like to call it, okay? Another word that kind of, depending on how it's used in the sentence, is the word saved, which is the word soteria, means the exact same thing. It's the full meal deal. Preservation, safety, health, wholeness, come on, prosperity, it all wrapped up. It's an all-inclusive in that word well there, sozo. This man didn't even have to go back to the priest now. You can go your way because now you're made whole. Because there is nothing the priest could look at to even tell you ever had the disease. Now some people say, well, Alcon, you're reaching. No, I'm not. 
They were cleansed. He come back. Something made a difference. The fact that now, I mean, if the boy was missing fingers, he ain't missing fingers now. If the guy was missing his earlobe, he ain't missing it now. If he was missing half his nose, guess what? He has it all now because now he's made whole. Anybody hearing me? All right, back to verse 17, because what made this so different? What made this so different? He said, your faith, your faith made you whole. You did something different than the rest of them did. Come on now. Now, we're not saying the others didn't have faith. We kind of made that clear, I think, in the beginning of this. They obviously had some. I mean, obviously, they got cleansed. Cleanse is better than dying out there in the, you know, off the road there somewhere. Come on, somebody. But it said this. Now, Jesus asked this, and this is what came to me. Jesus is asking some questions. Don't you think we should probably answer them? Or at least try to. Now, he asked, he asked the other leper, he asked... The, uh, you know, the, the foreigner, he asked the Samaritan, were there not ten cleansed? What's the answer to that? This is an easy one. What's the answer? Yes. yes. Man, that's, see, you guys are getting it. Yeah, there were ten that were cleansed. And then he asked another question, but where are the nine? Where, where are the others? Now, come on now. If, I mean... I don't think Jesus required anybody to come, but when the one came, he wanted to know why he was the only one. And I think if he's asking this, I think it's worthy of us to take a look at it. Where, but where are the nine? He mentions the nine. We know ten were cleansed. They all go head toward the priest. On the way there, they're all cleansed. They know the, the leper himself saw, said, or pardon me, the uh, uh, Samaritan saw that he was healed or cleansed. Come on. So obviously the, the discoloration, all that, uh, it was obvious. So if he knew it, I know the other nine knew it. Okay, so I thought, well, you know, we really don't totally know how to answer that. Because we really don't go back into the life of the, of the others. But I got to thinking as I was meditating on this, he says, yeah, but people then are no different than people now. Has anybody in here ever been blessed by God or brought God a healing in their body or, or God showed himself strong in your household or your, or, or your marriage, your finance? Has anybody ever had God do anything? Let's try it just one more time. I'd just like to, you know, maybe just amuse me here or something. Is there anybody in the house that God has done anything for? Anybody? Huh? So it's real. It's obviously God is doing things. And obviously through your confession, obviously he's done something for you. And we know that he did something for the ten, but only one came back. But the one that came back, the what he had done, 
was, was a, an expression of his faith because faith without works or faith without corresponding action is dead. So he had some corresponding action through his gratitude, through thanking him over and over, whatever, who knows, you know, how much expression was coming out. But obviously there was some. And just to come, just to leave and come back says something in itself. So I'm asking you the question. When was the last time you circled back? I'll leave that alone. When was the last time you went back and gave God thanks for what he's done for you? See, were there not ten cleansed? Yes. But where are they? Where are the nine? So I, I thought I'd think of some things. Okay. Question. But where are the nine? Okay, could it be maybe they had no gratitude? I don't know. I'd say they probably did. But it could be. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they uh, you know, maybe they, they didn't have any gratitude. Or maybe, maybe they did. Okay? How about that? What, maybe, maybe because they weren't, because the fact that they weren't foreigners that they had an understanding, and we know by this story they had an understanding who they were talking to. Maybe they had the thought, you know, that, you know, God's going to do this for me and God should do this for me because I'm a child of God. But maybe, maybe the reason they didn't come back, maybe they just weren't, you know, maybe they just, you know, took it for granted. I'd say now we're starting to kind of tap on some things. What do you think? Sometimes it's just that we're, we take things for granted. Maybe we think we're entitled. Well, in society today especially, many of them think that everybody owes them. Everybody owes us. No, they don't. Oh, yes, they do. No, they don't. Well, God, God, I mean, God owes me. God, what? Because you said yes. You got to remember. You got to remember. It still takes faith to, come on, right? Well, you know, I'm a child of God, so God owes me. Well, God's made promises. You do it, but God don't owe you nothing. But some people feel entitled all the time. Okay, 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 maybe it's something else. Okay, maybe it's something else. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not it at all. Maybe they're just uncomfortable. You know, guys. Yeah, you know, we, that's right. We don't ask for directions. We won't even have, yeah, 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 fist bump, yeah, high five. Ugh. Maybe they just feel uncomfortable. Maybe the foreigner doesn't know all that stuff. He, he doesn't care how he looks. Somebody says, well, well, it could be, right? We, you know, I don't want to get emotional. It's for women. Right. 
Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe they just, maybe they just didn't want to, you know, didn't want to really bear their heart. Now remember, Jesus wanted to ask the question. I'm not asking this question. He asked the question. Where are the nine? And if he's asking the question, it must be legit. I don't think Jesus is just, you know, messing around, messing around with the, with the foreigner here. Because he is talking. He's, where, where, you know, there were ten of you. Where's the other guys? Where are they at? I wonder what he answered. He probably just went, I don't know. Somebody said, what are you getting at? Come on, think about it. What keeps you from going in every day and saying thank you? What holds you back? Every day you have something to be thankful for. Every day of your life. And even if you can't find something that's going on today, you can at least look back at yesterday, yesteryear, yesterdecade, whatever, and you can say, I praise God, I am not hell-bound. Or maybe you're believing God for something that you can at least put your, your faith in gear, amen, by giving him thanks for the answer to that prayer or the answer to that breakthrough or for that promise manifesting. The point is this, okay? We really have no excuses to not be thankful. Did I say that right? Okay. Didn't want to have a double negative there or something. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm all wet. Maybe it has nothing to do with any of these things. Maybe it's just the fact they just ain't got time. Well, I'm just busy. Now that I got my life back, I got all kinds of things I got to go deal with. I don't know if the guy that was taking over my business, if he did it right or not, I got to go check on this and see if everything's right. Maybe my family, I haven't got to hold my family in a while, so you know, I gotta get I gotta go hold my family for a while. I don't know. It could be all kinds of things. It could be all of the above. I don't know. There were nine of them. Nine different things. The point is, he's asking the question. Where are they? So I'm asking the question. Where are you? Is there any thanksgiving? Is there any giving of thanks in you? Is there any adoration? Any gratitude for what God has done, for what God's doing, for what God is about to do? Is there anything in you that you can pull out and say, hey, I'm going to give you thanks? Well, Pastor, I just got a lot on my plate. I mean, you talk about spending time with God. That would be wonderful if I had the time. Well, let's, let's look at the nine for a minute. I am sure that somewhere in the mix here, they're thinking about time with their family, time with, the, you know, get their business back up going again, uh, uh, whatever, uh, all the things, that, all the little responsibilities that they had to put aside or lay aside in order uh, to be, you know, go out there in that colony. Okay, so 
how much time were you wasting or losing in the colony? And now you got it all back in your hand again. Okay, so is that really a good excuse? And my point is this, is this, that the more gratitude we give him, the more he gets involved with every area of our life, that you're no longer just cleansed. Now you can be made whole. Sometimes the only, see, sometimes God shows himself, and all you get a little breakthrough, you get a little, a little moment, you know, when you're underwater, and all of a sudden it's like, and we're all grateful for the, And everybody goes, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> Somebody said, that guy defined my life. A lot of Christians like that. But what if we gave God some honest to goodness thanks? Maybe we wouldn't be going under as much. Maybe we wouldn't go under at all. Maybe we wouldn't just get cleansed or have a momentary breakthrough, but instead be made whole. Maybe that time restraint thing, that time element, that maybe that would all be changed. You know, times like this, I want to, you know, I want to tell, oh, this is what happened in my life, blah, 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 blah. And then, then I think some of you, you sit back, oh, Greg, tell us about his life again. Oh, my God. Who gives a rip? You're a preacher. You doggone should pray. God, preacher. Okay, so let's talk about your life. How's it working out for you? All I'm telling you is a little bit of thanks goes a whole long ways. Do you think that the foreigner, the foreigner, the Samaritan, because you know them Samaritans, Do you think that the foreigner was grateful he went back? Now, I'm going to go back to this time restraint thing. Because, okay, so they're all marching. Nine guys are going down the road. Probably walking a little goofy because they're missing toes. Right? Slapping each of five and one guy doesn't even have all his fingers. I know, I'm taking liberty here. I get it. Okay, so the nine guys are going. You know, he he went back. He saw it. He goes back. He's already gone through the praise and the worship, fell on his face, worshiping God, giving God thanks. Oh, so grateful, so grateful. Got the nine still walking. Because the temple is on the other side of the city. They're still walking to the temple to get the go-ahead from the priest so they can go home. 
This guy has already gone through praising God, worshiping God, now made cleanse. He said, go your way, go home, man. This guy's already home, and he may not even be at the priest yet. Now, who had the better timing? Just saying. Somebody says, Pastor, you're taking a lot of liberties. Am I? Am I? Maybe these things that bother you so much, maybe if we stop and go back, circle back, and actually give him thanks and honor for what he has done, maybe we might find that some of these other things would go by the wayside, no longer be an issue, no longer be a problem. Maybe we'd had our faith engaged enough that all of a sudden, praise I said, your faith has made you well or whole. Your faith, some boy's different about your faith, and you're a Samaritan. And yet, your faith, the boy did something different than the rest of them. I'm not saying the others didn't have some faith, but something was different about his faith. What was it? The expression of thanks, the expression of gratitude, given of glory and adoration. Sometimes that's all it takes. Well, what's God going to do? How's this going to work out? What am I going to do now? What if, what if, what if, what if? Hallelujah, God, you're amazing. You always, you're always good. You always deliver. You always provide. You're amazing, God. You've always shown yourself strong. You are so good. You are so amazing. Well, Pastor, I'm telling you right now, I ain't going to do that. I don't know why not. It'd be worth it. That thing that keeps dogging your tracks, that thing that keeps controlling your household, that thing that somehow or another tries to put you to bed at night and wake you up in the morning, and I ain't talking about your wife. Because some of you eat, drink, and sleep that issue and that problem. But maybe for a few seconds, we engage our mouth because it is the will of God and it does please Him to give Him thanks. So when I do that, I engage my mouth to start giving Him thanks and honor. And when I do, hallelujah, God gets involved with my business, praise God, and begins to change and shift things. Now, I told you maybe I'd go back to that Psalms 100, but I know I'm out of time, but I just need to say this. You enter into the gates. What gate are you entering into? See, your thanks will bring you into, the, into heaven's gates. But there's also the gates of Sheol, the gates of Hades, the gates of hell. So what do you, what do you think? What, what about unthankful? What are we giving place to? What courtyard are you walking into? If, you're, if your adoration and praise is what caused you to walk into his courtyard, amen, what, 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 if you're not doing that, what courtyard are you walking into? Now, somebody says, Pastor, I mean, come on. Listen, child of God, I challenge you, okay? I thought maybe I might do this, but I'll, I'll just challenge you to do it. Go back, read Romans 1. And about verse 18, maybe to the, to the end. It talks about 
what God has done for his people, how God expressed himself, and how God, and he's talking about a people who know God, a people who, who understand, he says, you can even just look at nature itself and know that it's God speaking, amen, everywhere. God is everywhere, and you all know it, but he said, because you were not thankful. I'll, I'll abbreviate for you. You became stupid. Somebody says, how come the world is so stupid? My gosh. You look at you and go, nobody with half a brain would think that way. And they think they're right. And you're going, what? Is this a joke? Is there a camera? Nobody's that stupid. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And Romans 1 tells us why. And if I offended you, oh well. No gratitude, no thanksgiving. And it says, literally says, they knew him. But because they had no thanks, they became foolish. And then it goes, this whole progression. And it's like you're reading the daily news. You go, and then this happens, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And they all think it's okay because of the foolishness of their hearts and minds. And it all started and stemmed out of no thanksgiving. And he's talking about the church. Wasn't even talking about the world yet. Look at your neighbor and say, let's not be stupid. Let's be thankful. Did you get something today? Give God praise. Come on. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.